Welcome to another episode of All Queued Up, everyone. Um, <clears throat> this uh, this holiday-themed episode, I guess holiday-themed because we're filming it during the holidays. Um, we uh, if you if you watched the last week's episode, you know that we decided to do three movies because we were both so busy that we just didn't have time to dedicate to a full series. Um, but what we also decided to do, which I thought was really interesting, was also go outside of Netflix. So we'll get to that in just a moment. Um, I want to kind of sh- tell you what the show's about. Uh, Josh and I here, um, Josh Fisher, my co-host, uh, what we do is we, we watch um, two, this week is going to be three, but usually it's two uh, 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 streaming, like internet streaming service shows um, in their entirety. So instead of just watching like three episodes and then giving our impressions, we watch the entire show and then spoiler talk the hell out of it. So as a fair warning to you, the viewer, we do go into spoilers. Uh, some of the shows that we talk about do have heavy themes. So if, the, if, if some of the topics we talk about are not to your liking, totally understandable, skip to the next thing or just, you know, let us know something that you'd like us to watch in the future that maybe you can listen to. Uh, this week, the three shows that we are going to talk about, the three movies we are going to talk about, is um, The Big Sick, uh, starring, uh, I think it's written by him too, uh, Camille Nanjiani. Uh, then we have, uh, which was on Amazon Prime, and then we have Laser Team 2, which was on YouTube Red, which is a Rooster Teeth produced movie. And then uh, we have Bright, which is going to be our uh, first topic, which was on Netflix. Uh, before we start and talk about the shows, briefly, uh, where you can follow this website, I'm sorry, this podcast, uh, is, is Queued Up Podcast, at Queued Up Podcast on Twitter. This is where you can send us suggested shows. This is where you can ask to be a guest spot if you wanted to be a guest on the show. All the above. Um, also follow Mission Start P. It's at Mission Start P on Twitter. Same thing, you can send them information about, like, Shows that you maybe want us to check out, yada yada yada. You follow me at Chub Rock Geek and Josh. Where can they follow you on Twitter? At N Sabanoi one nine seven six. There you go. So all, any of those uh, Twitter accounts is where you can contact us to let us know or suggest shows or or uh, ask to be a guest. Um. But with that out of the way, let's dive right into Bright. Um. So Bright is a new movie that just premiered on Netflix. Um, stars Will Smith and Joel Egerton, I think is his name. Yeah. Um, it's basically the idea of what if in our modern world, in our gritty modern world that exists today, fairy tale like creatures existed? Or what if, um, to an extent, I guess more for Bright, it's what if um, like the world of... Uh, of um, Lord of the Rings evolved all the way into how we live in our modern time. So, you know, the fairies are tiny. Uh, there's, you know, orcs and, and elves, and uh, I don't think there were dwarves. There weren't. They were mentioned, but we never saw any on screen, okay. and that made me sad. Yeah, I felt like the, uh, the that not, not FBI agent, but the, the Fed guy who was, like, in control of the... Like, he did the magic investigation stuff. Like, he kind of looked like he could be, the way his facial hair was and how he had a bulbous nose. Yeah, he was just extremely tall for a dwarf. <laughs> right, that's right. Um, most dwarves aren't walking around at, like, six foot three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, the plot of the show is basically... Um, it's If you've ever seen the movie End of Watch, which was also directed by uh, the, the, uh, the same director, which I'm drawing a blank on. David Ayer. David Ayer, thank you. Uh, it's if End of Watch was mixed with Lord of the Rings. Uh, that's the best way that I can put it. Um, because the MacGuffin of the, of the movie is a magic wand. And only a bright can touch a magic wand. Now, brights can be orcs, they can be humans, they can be elves... But brights are, they're, they're so magically inclined that if they touch a magic wand, they don't explode like a non-bright. 
you actually get an example of that in the movie when a non-bright touches it and he he explodes like full-on explode killing the other guys that are next to him too um the idea of brights are actually very very rare it's very few people actually become brights and even less so in humans right right Uh, elves are more common way more common yeah and and they do they hint on a lot of that throughout the movie um i think orcs are like like incredibly rare like almost never Mm -hmm. right yeah yeah it seemed to be set up that way i don't think it was stated specifically but it certainly seemed that way definitely felt that way yeah uh so the the rest of the plot is basically uh uh will smith and his his partner who's an orc who filed down his his like bottom bottom fangs i guess to look more human or to be less orcish either way um they find a magic wand along with a young elf bright um there are cops trying to get the wand there's gang members trying to get the wand there's a whole elf underground elf organization trying to get the wand the whole it's a whole mess and so will smith and his partner which i can't remember the guy's name i can't remember either character and uh will smith uh edgerton joel edgerton played jacoby nick jacoby he was the orc and will's character uh was um daryl ward so Jacoby okay. and ward that's right thank you it was yeah because he kept yelling ward or daryl at the end uh um it's basically them having to con- constantly confront different people trying to get the one and uh um that's about it like that's that's where the movie kind of just like that's the plot yeah the wand can be used to bring back the dark lord and that's what this elven society this uh inferni as they're called they're renegade elves they're trying to resurrect this dark lord who 2000 years prior uh basically enslaved all the races with magic and that's why magic is frowned upon in today's society, and they want to prevent that from happening. The problem is, as Jacoby says, a magic wand, think of it as a powerful device, such as a nuclear bomb, that also grants wishes. So, yeah, that's yeah. why everybody's wanting it. The power goes to their heads. They're like, oh, well, everything I could attain... In the power of my, in the palm of my hands, that kind of power, it can absolutely corrupt people. Yeah, yeah, um, it's uh, there seemed to be a just a plethora of lore that the movie was trying to dump on us at at one time, um, which is fine. I think that's fine. I think where the movie for me like just fundamentally kind of doesn't work that well is everything seemed incredibly rushed like just way 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 too fast um like some stuff just didn't fall into place like i agree with a lot of what i've heard not reviewers because i don't read reviews but i've talked to a few people and I, I hear this like it should be a, it should have been a series. There should Absolutely. have been more character development in this world. And I think I agree with that. Just just on the aspect of like, it was really hard to connect to like I think any one character. Like I felt like a fly on the wall just watching everything kind of happen. For me. Um, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, just that was that's where I wanted to stop. And I was hoping you'd pick it up. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> for, for, for me, I wanted to love this movie. I wanted to as soon as it started. Uh, I ended up liking the movie, but not the way that I could have if it were a series. Like you were saying, um, this movie felt very rushed and it is a super rich world i wanted i was left wanting more not because of the movie itself i wanted to know more about that world i wanted to know more about how these different 
races and societies interacted with each other, how these different cultures affected each other. And when you've got two hours and you're just going from one ch one chase scene or fight to the next, to the next, to prevent this item from falling into the wrong hands, and you just see this beautiful, rich world in the background, it's like, oh, give me more of this. Give me more of this, but slow it down. Draw it out. Make this a series. Don't give me a sequel. Make it a series, because this would work so incredibly well as a series. I mean, you're looking at when uh, Jacoby and Ward, when they're on their way to work, you know, uh, something we didn't mention, Jacoby is the world's first orcish police officer uh, because right. orcs are viewed negatively in society because 2,000 years ago during the reign of the Dark Lord, they chose the wrong side. And they've been vilified ever since. Their people are very distrusting of orcs. So, of course, uh, the police department of Los Angeles, they said, Hey, let's have some diversity. Let's bring an orc in. Okay, now they've got an orc on the force and nobody wants to work with them. And I thought Jacoby was the only person in this movie who was endearing. He was, I mean, Will Smith was charming and everything, but yeah, Jacoby was endearing. I felt for Jacoby. I really wanted to see him accepted by others. Um, and he was just, uh, you can tell that he struggles to try to fit in. He's, his, his everyday existence is a struggle to try to fit in with the human world. And he can't inter interact with his own people because of the career path he's chosen. He has been cast out by work society. It's yeah. like, okay, I'm, well, that's, I'm reviled and, by humans. Now I'm hated by my own kind, too. No, that's that, And that's something that I think, for me, kind of, I, I didn't like. And, and here's why I didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't hate the idea of that. I hated the execution. Because the execution mm -hmm. in film form was... Hey, this is a parable for how black people, black people are used or are treated today, and it's like, I get that. I totally understand where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. It was very, it felt very forced and ham-fisted, and not this like subtleish way of kind of talking about it and introducing it in a way that I think would have been better for the sake of storytelling. It felt like more like David Ayer was just kind of like screaming from the back of a theater, "Orcs are a parable for black people." And I was yeah. like, okay, I, I totally understand where you're going for, David. Maybe maybe not as strong. Like, yeah, it just I was mean, super, super, to, like, in your face. Yeah, like the a couple of times you see them actually roll up on an orc getting beaten down by three or four cops with nightsticks and kicked and pepper sprayed. Yeah, we get it. You know, and they show that orcs are strong by orcs just picking up front ends of cars so little orc kids can get a ball out from underneath. But then... You know, they show the brutality side. We get the parable and everything, but it didn't have to be so in your face. Yeah. But, uh... And that, that was, that, that's, that's where my issue, like... The other thing I didn't like was, um, the makeup on the orcs. Uh, maybe, maybe not the skin makeup. I should say the, 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 um... All the orcs had to have things in their mouth to make them have the giant fangs. Yeah, the, uh... The, the protruding teeth from the bottom jaw, just like a, uh, like in pigs and, uh, right. boars, you right. know, a traditional orcish trait in fantasy. Exactly. My issue that, that I took from this was that everyone is sounding like they are talking like this. And that it did that sound just like Marlon Brando jaws packed full of cotton. <laughs> yep. It just didn't, it, that's, that on top of like the ham-fisted messages, um, it wasn't subtle. Like let's say I don't know, Last Jedi, um, it was like just shoved down your throat. And for me, I think where where bright shines <laughs> um, <laughs> was like it's it's it like filmmaking, the action sequences, the 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 world building. That's where it succeeds. 
Absolutely. Everywhere else, it's just kind of falls short. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like there needed to be more backstory and history, at least with the main characters, for me to give a shit about them. Like, brief moments with their family just didn't do it. Also, like, Jacoby's was really bad because it came at the end of the film. Like, meeting his family and the people that he was, like, his org people, like, why are we meeting them now? Like, the movie's almost over. Yeah, the, you're talking about where they showed up at the end and did the little blooding ceremony to recognize him as a clansman. I'm talking about before that. Before they go and deal with the um Oh, the elves. I don't think that was that wasn't like his immediate family. I think it was his clan though, I guess is what it was. Oh, that was his dad. Why. Oh, that was, that was his, his dad. dad. Yeah. Okay. I I didn't I didn't get that because uh the kid that he let go that says I can't hurt this man because he's the one who saved my life. He's like, you shouldn't be here. Right, right. And he sent him away. I was like, I wouldn't think that was his dad because that would make him his brother then. Wouldn't he recognize his own brother? I had picked up that the guy the guy that was the leader and that him was Jacoby's dad. That's what I... Of course it could be. I mean, like I said, the problem is too rushed, not adequate enough storytelling. Great yeah. world building. That world left me wanting more, but the storytelling... A little rushed, a little convoluted. Okay, extremely rushed, little convoluted. Yeah. But there is so much potential there. So much potential. I think it definitely needs a sequel, but as a 13-episode show. I agree 100%. It needs pacing. It needs to be slowed down. But I loved a lot about it, but there was a lot of things that hold it back from Kept, that kept it from being great and only just barely um it wasn't bad just it was good i would watch it again yeah we were uh timer has run out so let's uh, let's go ahead and give our recommendations uh, all right i'll briefly i'll briefly go first um i would recommend it but it's a light recommendation like don't go out of your way to watch it but it is on netflix and it's only like it's, it's a little less than two hours so it's not like it's a bad it's not it's not a bad time but it's definitely not like, oh my god, I have to see this. Like it's it's okay. Um, I think that there's there's some moments that could be touched up on. Maybe an extra half an hour could clear up a little bit. Um, but for the most part, it's just it needed to be a series. I think I think it needed to be a lot more. But then again, you know, at a ninety million dollar budget on a two hour film, maybe we'll never see a series. You know, uh, I don't think that Will Smith would be willing to do that. So, or if they, if he was, the budget would be a hell of a lot higher. Uh, but yeah, so my, mine's, mine's, it's okay. It's a light recommendation. I would, I would watch it, but don't, you know, don't expect a lot. I would, uh, I'll also give it a recommend. Um, it's not a strong recommend, but you're not going to have a bad time. You're going to have fun watching it. And ultimately, as long as it leaves you entertained, yeah, that's a good thing. However, as I said, it left me personally wanting more uh, because there is so much potential there. It's a lot of fun, but could have been a lot better. Uh, if I were to assign a number to it, I'd give it a six, six and a half out of ten. But that's still... Yeah. On the good side, like I said, it just had a lot of potential. Yeah. But like uh, the the most endearing character for me was Jacoby. He was he was good, but everything else was just kind of oh, okay. Not a bad way to spend a couple hours though. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, sorry. Of course, there's somebody else talking to me through text. Uh. So the next show we're going to talk about is um, Laser Team 2. Now, the only way to watch this is on YouTube Red. But if you get YouTube Red, which I think there's a free month, which both Josh three and I... Three months free right now until, I think, the tomorrow at least. There you go. Yeah. Uh, 
So we're going to talk about just the sequel. We'll briefly mention the first movie. Uh, Josh, you ended up watching Laser Team 1, right? I did. Okay. Um, so I'm going to hit the start button now. Uh, to briefly summarize the first movie, it's basically four fuck-ups. Um, a cop, an idiot hillbilly, um, uh, an idiot jock, and uh, Herman, which I can't remember what his job was prior. Her- but... Herman was the uh, washed-up athlete. Washed up athlete. Okay. Yeah. And um, all four of them are not the brightest at all. But that's the point. Um, they happen to be in the same location when a spaceship crashes near them that has um, what seems to be armor on it. Um, the helmet gets put on the idiot, makes him in- highly intelligent. Um, the jock puts on the uh, Mega Man esque uh, uh, glove part that allows him to shoot lasers. Yeah. Um, we the should cop, just call it the Buster Cannon. Yeah. Uh, the cop puts on the what looks like a glove, which gives him a shield. And Herman puts on the boots, which allows him to run fast. Um, once the uh, this organization, which I can't remember the name of the organization, finds out that they have them, they bring them in for training because the entire point of, the, of that outfit is its armor for a champion. Because uh-huh. when... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I believe they were called Operation Perseus. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the idea of Perseus, uh, he was given four gifts from the gods when he took on the Gorgons, and that was the helmet, the sword, the shield, and the boots. And that was why they had named it such, because the aliens had gifted them those armor pieces. Yeah, so... Oh. What the aliens basically do is they gift those... They, they, they give the, them different groups or different races of people of, of creatures if you will they give them the armor challenge or make the make the champion you know go through whatever the champion never succeeds but in this case it was different because there were four champions technically and they had to band together work together and they defeated the alien so now we move into the sequel it's been quite a few years since that initial bout and as laser team has the popularity now um a lot of that has fallen off for them uh the cop is no longer like the the like he's he's trying to find a job um living in an apartment uh the jock has broken up with the girl that he was with which was actually the cop's daughter um but he can't get over it uh, Herman is still trying to do, like he does commercials and stuff. He's he's got he had a cartoon called Boot Group, uh, but unfortunately he can't run fast because, um, uh, uh, one of the damaged. one of the boots got damaged during the first movie, and uh, um, Woody Woodrow, he's missing. Well. Yeah, he's been working on, like, a teleportation thing. And so they end up going into the alien spaceship that caused all this to begin with. Um, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy uh, the kind of comedy that Laser Team did. But their budget shows. <laughs> their budget shows hard in the movie, in both movies. The CGI and the background stuff just isn't like super high quality Hollywood type, but it's it's good. Like it's not bad, but I think it works for the sake of comedy in the in the movies. Um, the sequel was a little bit more silly, I feel, than the first one. Um, but uh, but I feel Laser Team <laughs> Laser Team works best when it comes to. Uh, um. Uh, sorry, Laser Team works best for the Rooster Teeth audience. I feel, maybe I don't know, Josh. How did you feel about? It? Honestly, um, I didn't care for it. Um, I I mean, my humor is all over the place, but this just didn't work for me. Uh, I see what they were trying to do. But it just didn't work for me. There was a lot of cool elements, I thought. I thought the storyline potential was really good. 
Um, the low budget effects didn't bother me. It was just the story that they were trying to tell combined with that type of humor just didn't hit home for me. Um, I don't know. I mean, and, and, and I love comedies, don't get me wrong. But it's just something about it, and I can't place my finger on it. I guess it was kind of like I felt like maybe a 12-year-old or a couple of 12-year-olds got together and said, hey, this would make an awesome story. And it wasn't fleshed out. But, and you know, at the same time, I'm also trying to keep in the back of my mind, well, it is supposed to be uh, a comedy. But then some of the jokes came across as they were just trying way too hard and a little ham-fisted in that fashion. Um, I did like the idea of these alien, this alien race, you know, throwing down the gauntlet and saying, we challenge your champion of Earth. And, and this other alien race saying, oh, well, here, we'll give you a gift so your champion can fight. And then these bumbling screw-ups actually get the armor, and instead of having one cohesive unit, here these guys are forced to come together and work as a unit. I liked all that. I just... It was just not executed in a way that worked for me personally. Not that it was terrible, but I just couldn't get behind it all the way. You know what I mean? I So my point stands correct that it's more for a Rooster Teeth audience. Yeah, I wasn't familiar. Are they like a comedy troupe? Or... Yeah, so, so Rooster Teeth is an organization that's been around for I think almost 13 years now. 14 years, something like that. I was not aware um, of that. Uh, so they're kind of like Broken Lizard, like a comedy troupe that does their own shows uh, and skits. No. I mean, I get kind I, I don't know. It's They're basically an internet group. So back in, so 14, 15, I don't know, a long fucking time ago, they decided that they could make. Um, they decided they could make. Uh, basically, a show off of Halo, the very original first Halo. They found out that if you take the gun and aim it all the way down, the uh, Master Chief's head pops up, and that if you just kind of tilt it up and down, it can make the character do this. And they were like, "Holy shit, we have puppets!" And they created an entire series called Red versus. That blew the hell up. Got oh, them a ton so of... they're the guys that started doing the red versus blue. Yep. Um, okay. Over the next few years, they kept developing new things. Some failed, some didn't. Uh, they had a thing called Strangerhood, which was okay. They, they used... Uh, do you remember an old first-person competitive shooter game called... Uh, um, uh, fuck. Um, Shadow... Shadow something. Fuck. Shadow something. I don't remember. Anyway, the game itself they used as a template to make more machinima. Uh, because of them, machinima really got their foothold. But then they took it a step further and started doing, uh, like Jeff Ramsey, one of the guys that does one of the character voices, um, Griff to be specific, uh, started doing a Let's Play channel. Uh, Ooh, okay. Well, it was Achievement Hunter. Achievement Hunter channel. And uh, the Let's Play series started blowing up. Um, and they just kept branching out further and further and further out of their wheelhouse. Now they have a ton of animations. Now they have like they have a bunch of different shows, different YouTube channels. Uh, they've they've brought in like kind of funny and funhouse and uh, screw attack, like all those cow chop, all those are now part of the Rooster Teeth family. And about I want to say five years ago, Four or five years ago, they started a kick funder, kick fund, kick funder, <laughs> a kick, a, kick a go fund, fund, a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter, or is it a GoStarter? Jesus Christ, a Kickstarter campaign, <laughs> uh, to make Laser Team, and it made like it raised like a couple million dollars, no hmm. joke, and uh, not bad. So, you know, watching Laser Team one, I was just kind of like, because. Oh, you know, Bernie, the guy who play the guy who plays the cop, he's like one of the head guys at Bungie. Or Bungie, sorry. He's one of the head guys at Rooster Teeth. Um the guy who's the idiot, the the um 
redneck. Mm-hmm. He's actually British, and uh, he he has a channel that's part of Rooster Teeth called Slow Mo Guys, where he basically does stupid shit with a slow mo camera. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I'm talking about like a high end, very expensive slow mo camera. His videos get literally millions of views. The dude is a millionaire, no jobs. Um, uh, the guy Michael. Um, I'm sorry, not Michael, but uh, the jock. His actual name is Michael. And he made a few videos for his YouTube channel that were kind of silly. There was one he made a long time ago where he was playing Crackdown 2 and trying to chase an orb. And it was just, it was hilarious because he just got super angry super fast. So no joke, they just contacted him and asked him to be a part of Rooster Teeth and do a series called Rage Quit. It lasted for a little while before it got stale and people stopped watching it. But now Michael's just like a staple of the Rooster Teeth family. Oh, that's uh, cool. The guy who plays Herman, the um, uh, oh, what the fuck the actor's name? Colton anyway, he's, or something like that. Yeah, Colton. Colton. Um, he um, he's not part of Rooster Teeth. He was just an actor who auditioned. Actually, half of that cast, like uh, quite a bit of that cast, are people who just auditioned. But of course, they're going to put in a lot of the Rooster Teeth family in there because it's Rooster Teeth. But this goes back to my original statement, Josh, of like the movie is funny. But I think it has a an extra level to it if you are a Rooster Teeth fan. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, yeah, it's it's. I liked watching the first movie because, again, I was like, "Yay! I know this family. I know this group of people, and I really enjoy the content they make. So I want to check out this new piece of content they've made." But I imagine for an outside source, it's kind of like. Uh, this is basically like sci-fi quality, sci-fi channel quality. Maybe yeah. better than that. <laughs> On par with some things that sci-fi was doing around the year two thousand. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I did recognize Alan Richson, um, who played Adam or Adam, yeah, Adam, the chosen champion that the government was training. I recognized him because he was Aquaman in Smallville, and of course, you know, he uh, is one of the new, uh, he's Raph in the new Ninja Turtle movies. Yeah. But, uh, other than that, I didn't recognize anybody, and I was like, I have no idea who these people are, you know. Like I said, the concept I really enjoyed, it's just the concept combined with the humor where it's coming from, me not knowing anything about them. I think it's where it kind of missed the mark for me. I, you know, I, I would say that that is definitely an aspect of it. Um, but I don't think, I don't think necessarily, I know that they tried to make the movie for a broader audience and not just the Rooster Teeth audience, but they're not, it, that's not going to happen. You know, like it's going to be way too, way too close in that regard. Um, but uh, time's up, so we'll get to recommendations. Um, I will go. I'll, I'll take this one just because I feel like into your recommendation. My thing about about Laser Team Two is you definitely have to have watched the first one because it leads right into it, and it's not going to make a lot of sense if you don't watch the first one. Uh, that being said, I do feel like there's a sense of having to be a Rooster Teeth fan. There is Rooster Teeth content that does not require you to be a fan. Specifically, one of those I would highly recommend, which is um, Day 5, which is a fantastic post-apocalyptic show where you sleep, you die. Um, But it does not star the Rooster Teeth cast. It doesn't star any of the people that are already famous from other Rooster Teeth shows. It's an entirely original cast. There are some people that Rooster Teeth fans will recognize as bit roles or guest spots on an episode, but nothing more than that. The main cast is entirely original. There are animations that Rooster Teeth does. Camp Camp, Ruby, um, uh, those are are more broad. Way the fuck more broad. But, like, they had an animation series called X-Ray and Vav, which were about uh, some stupid characters that Ray Novarez Jr. and Gavin Free had made during a Let's Play video that are really, you're only going to enjoy those if you are a Rooster Teeth fan. So, Rooster Teeth is an interesting entity. 
that half of their content could be broad, where the other half, probably not that much. I do feel that Laser Team falls too much into that realm of too, it's too much for, like, it, it's too close to, it's for Rooster Teeth fans is what I was trying to say. So that being said, my recommendation is check it out. Uh, if, if you can get YouTube Red for free for a little while, definitely watch those movies. Um, but I, I personally don't think you're going to enjoy them that much if you're a Rooster Teeth fan. So my recommendation quite is literally watch them if you're a Rooster Teeth fan. And me, uh, I, you know, I just uh, I didn't enjoy it enough. Uh, I wanted to. I wanted to, but I, I think it's not having uh, prior knowledge, like you said, is an aspect of who they were and where they came from and what they were doing and their type of humor. Uh, I enjoyed the concept, but it just ultimately, I couldn't give it a recommend. Um, so, sadly, I have to say no go on. I, 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 I just can't recommend it. I'm sorry. Is this your first? Uh, is this your first? Uh, it's not, my first, uh, uh, first foray into a Rooster Teeth production. No, first. Is this your first uh, not recommendation? It's, I think it's my first official. No, I don't recommend anything. Yeah, yeah. I think this is my first <laughs> not recommend. Yeah. No. Well, there we are. Another okay. first here. It all queued up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there will be a definitive of shows that you and I have not liked versus liked over the time. Oh yeah, um, it'll happen. And you know, from time to time, this is going to happen for us. You know, we're not going to always agree on everything that we watch, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah, like like I said, I think I enjoy Laser Team more only due to the fact that I'm a Rooster Teeth fan. That's really. And that's really the breaking point right there, which isn't a, a bad thing per se, but it is definitely a thing. Um, okay, so moving on to our last movie that we watched over the uh, holiday season, which was busy as hell, which I actually just I watched yesterday morning, and Josh watched this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, arguably the best movie that we've watched in a while. The Big Sick. Stars Camille Nanjiani, and it's basically an altered, true version of his life. Um, and when I say altered, is there's some aspects of it that are not true. But, you know, for the sake of a movie and for the sake of kind of being more broad into what others have also experienced, this is where this movie came from. The, um, I should probably hit start on the timer. Um, the, uh, the story is quite, it, 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 it's fairly simple in that... Camille is a comedian, obviously by his name, Camille Nanjiani. If you know anything about him, he is, he is um, Pakistani. Pakistani, right? Yes, Pakistani. Okay. Uh, I was like, I hope I got the country right. I, I felt like I got it wrong. Anyway, um, and his family is from Pakistan, and they're immigrants. Uh, he's even an immigrant. He came here when he was just a kid. Um, and I uh, got to stop bumping this table. Wobbly as hell. Um, and... Uh, in his experience as a comedian, you know, his, his family doesn't really approve of him being a But they also keep trying to force a, a marriage on him. Uh, they, they bring over, like, his mom will constantly bring over new women. Um, but in the way that they live their life, it's not super strict in a, like, a, 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 a what's it called? That type of marriage where you, you force two people. Oh, uh, arranged marriage arranged God, what can they get the word arranged it's not like super forced in that you know like the mom's just like you have to marry this girl it's we're gonna constantly bring women over who are pakistani as well so that way you can make your choice <clears throat> the problem is is that he doesn't want to live that life uh it shows him going down in the basement praying but he doesn't pray he puts down the mat and then watches youtube videos or um, he plays video games of some kind. Uh, we are about to be interrupted because I can hear my brother outside my door and he's about to leave. So this will be interesting. Uh, um, That's okay. I got a text. I got a text real quick. Uh, oh 
God damn it, he's about to come in here. I know it. Anyway, uh, so that that's that's an aspect. But at at a show that he's having one night, like he leaves, uh, he meets a woman at a bar. This I think this woman also wooed or something she, like that. She was the actually show. in the crowd, and you know she, he was doing his set, and he said something. She went woohoo. And he approached her at the bar after the show. He's like, you know, you shouldn't heckle comedians. That's rude. She's like, I didn't woo you. I didn't heckle you. I woohooed you. He said, well, yeah. you know, he said, you know, not all heckling has to be negative. You're still heckling me. And, you know, they struck up the conversation from that. And Yeah. Um, and what was a one-night stand devolved into a relationship between Camille and this woman. Um, Emily. Emily. Shortly after being with her, she finds this box full of women's portraits. That that These are all the women that his mom has tried to force as a, an arranged marriage. When she sees this, she has a freakout moment and they break up. Full-on breakup. About three days later, two or three days later, he gets a call from one of her friends saying that she's in the hospital and someone needs to go check up on her. So he heads to the hospital and finds out that she um, has a sickness. We'll get into that later. Um, and the doctor kind of forces him to sign a paper saying, well, if you're married, you need to help so that way we can put her in an induced coma. By putting her in a medically induced coma, uh, her parents show up to the hospital and Camille now... Did, did he go by Camille in the movie? Yeah. He went by Camille. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, he meets her parents and forms a friendship with her parents. Um, and through his experience, having to deal with his very religious Muslim parents, but also dealing with her not-so-strict, you know, white parents, he got to see two different sides of, of, of problems. not just, And not just problems, but with two different sides of love, two different sides of of, of living in a, and living in America and just a broader spectrum and, and appreciation for certain things. Um, as he still felt love, strong love for Emily, um, while she was in a coma, um, you know, he learned what love can do by talking to her parents. Um, he even tells his parents at one point, like, I don't believe what you believe. I haven't prayed in years. I don't want to be in arranged marriage. But he knew what comes from that, and that's basically ostracization or disownment from his family. He risked it, and he got he basically he got disowned. Um, Emily wakes up from her from her uh, coma, and she's still two months ago, or however long it was. There's really no time on anything in this movie like it just kind of happens they don't put a clock they don't put there's no there's no calendar you don't see anything like that yeah i think the only but, time frame that was mentioned was from the time they started seeing each other until the day that she broke up with him she says you know it's been five months don't you see any five type months of, okay yeah don't you see any type of future with me in it and uh you know when she was confronting him about him not telling his family about her and he says no and that's when she walked out yeah um, yeah yeah well I think the relationship I'm talking about the, the length and time that she was in a coma yeah I don't think any set amount of time I'm going to say at least a week it's gotta be at least a week well I I felt like it was at least two months I felt like that the time in which he was in it like he was hanging out and talking to her parents was an extended period of time yeah. And he still had to deal with with his mom trying to force an arranged an arranged marriage. Uh, let's go with a month. Let's say it was a month oh, yeah, because yeah, Emily least, was yeah. still kind of like yeah, she still had to take time in the hospital and she was having trouble walking. Um, well, when she true. got out of the coma. Uh, but point that I'm getting at is that in that extended period of time that she was in a coma, Kumail was still in love with her the entire time, and his love strengthened by meeting her parents. On top of that, the relationship he caused with his parents, he kind of forgot that they were in a breakup. Because the, the second she woke up and saw him, she was pissed off that he was there. In her mind, time hadn't passed. So for him, it was kind of crazy to see this. And uh, It's also heart-wrenching. 
So that's that's the thing about the movie to me that is so important to keep in mind. This movie is that bittersweet, perfect sad. A sad that like hurts, but also like makes you feel good in a way. Mm-hmm. Like like I said on Twitter, it's equal parts heartwarming and heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, but also the movie is fucking hilarious. It's straight up like there are some absolutely very strong comedic moments. Well, I mean, plus two when you've got you know stand-up comedians that are side characters being showcased the in a comedy club is... like Bo yeah. Burnham and uh, uh, A.D. Bryant from SNL um, and you, Ray Romano as yeah. playing her dad. You know, I've never been the biggest Ray Romano fan, but I really enjoyed him in this. And well, you, you got to respect the guy. Like, he did stand-up for years before getting his own show, which exactly. was intensely successful. So Exactly. And I never was a fan of the show, but, you know, I've seen some of his older stand-up, and I was like, you know what? Ray's a pretty funny guy. His show just wasn't for me. But... I completely agree. I think his stand-up is also not for me. I mean, he, he's in the same ballpark as Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, like, yeah. Funny I don't people, like people, but their brand of humor just doesn't work for me. But that doesn't make them this, any less funny. This movie is what the film, the, the Adam Sandler film, Funny People, tried to be, and and that movie failed. Whereas this movie succeeds exponentially. Like, I absolutely felt for every single character in this movie. Mm-hmm. This movie was uh, maybe about two hours long, and I swear two to God, hours. it had more character development than some movies that are three hours. <laughs> it had a hell of a lot more than all three of the movies that I watched prior. Uh, that being Bright <laughs> and both Laser Team 1 and 2. I was 15 minutes in and I actually said that to Misty. I was like, honey, I'm 15 minutes into this and I've got more character development out of this than I did, you know, in the past five and a half hours of my life. Uh, <laughs> but uh, It's crazy, but it, it doesn't feel weird. It doesn't feel like they're ham-fisting anything or pushing anything no. forward. Like. Everything feels really like so good in this movie and so right that you're just like like you can't keep your eyes off the screen, but it's just people talking. That's all this movie is. This is like a Woody Allen movie if it wasn't so neurotic. Like that's what it's so good. Like there's nothing about this movie I didn't enjoy. I keep hitting this table and it looks like I'm in a damn Star Trek movie. Um like Oh my god, we're getting hit. Uh, oh wait, anyway. should I go this way? <laughs> I don't think that would work because your your camera's not being shook. But I know, but it would still just look just like a Star Trek set from the 60s. <laughs> you go that Fair way, enough. I'll go this way. Fair enough. Anyway, um, so uh, uh, yeah, there, I mean, like some of the hilarious moments to me, my favorite joke was when Ray Romano's dad pulls the typical white guy talking to somebody who's, you know, a person of color and wants to talk to them about something taboo, but doesn't know how to bring it up. And it's super awkward. <laughs> and he asks, he asks Camille, like, so how do you feel about nine 11? Like, that's not appropriate in any shape, way or form. But Camille, you know, fires back with his sarcastic response of, um, Oh, we it was lost. a tragedy. We lost 11 of our best guys. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. That is such a good goddamn joke. That and was. I, and that's like, the the movie has that kind of stuff littered throughout all of it. Oh, yeah. You know? I love it when the awkward jokes were made like that. It, there was a <sighs> so good. some well-done uses of awkward jokes like that. And that was Absolutely. probably the absolute best. But there were, there was a lot of good. Yeah, and... I know I've been kind of hogging this entire review. Oh, that's okay. But I've absolutely loved this movie. Like, I, I I credit Last Jedi as being one of the best films I've seen of the year. This is definitely up there. Hmm. I wish I had seen this movie back when it first came out and gave it more credit than I do now. Uh, but here we are. Yeah, I, I wasn't even aware of it. Um until you had mentioned it uh, our last recording, you said, yeah, this is going to be the ones we're going to watch. I love the fact that it was directed by Michael Showalter, 
Um, oh, I forgot to mention that. I'm yeah, a big fan of. I've always loved his work ever since the state uh, that aired back on MTV back in when I was in high school. Uh, you know, and Wet Hot American Summer. Loved that. So of course, naturally, I loved Ten Years Later and you know First Day of Camp as well. Um, but for Showalter, I didn't see this as so much as a romantic comedy as I saw this as a dramatic romance comedy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it, it definitely. It, yeah, it, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, it didn't hit that vein of like, oh, you know, here's a rom com for you. No, I didn't get that at all. Uh, it, it it just felt like I was seeing into normal people's lives, uh, and about you know how uh, in a relationship, especially early on, how perceptions uh you don't know how the other people are going to perceive certain things uh the risks of not telling them certain things versus you know telling them everything and it's just oh man it uh it was a very enjoyable movie for me i really liked it misty you know she um she had to go to the grocery store this morning so she missed about 45 minutes of it. But wow. when she got back, you know, she uh, she was she was watching it. And then she had to start work. But as a few minutes later, uh, it ended like 10 minutes after she had to go to work. And she's like, how did it end? And, you know, I told her. And she's like, aw. <laughs> and and that's, that's the, it's the thing, you know, there are a lot of bittersweet things in this movie as you said, but at the end of the day, for me, I just kind of was like, aw, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, I like that, it was enjoyable. Yeah, 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 no, I, I completely agree, I think it definitely doesn't fit any typical genre of film. No, not at all, but, there's, there are, there are romantic moments, there are comedy moments, there are, uh, sad moments, their family moments. Like, there's just so much going on in this movie. Mm-hmm. God, that's so weird to say that there's a ton going on in this film, but you don't ever feel like it's. It doesn't feel rushed like Brat did. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, but well, yeah, I love the relationship. The up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say go I just love the relationship between him and his brother. How they were always busting each other's balls. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, I feel like that's pretty natural with most brothers. Um, fun little story. Um, uh, I'm actually going to find his uh, Twitter account real quick because... Uh, so, he tweets out yesterday. For those that want to watch The Big Sick with your families and don't have Amazon Prime or can't afford to purchase it, the whole movie is available on porn. Don't ask me how I know. I just know it's under interracial, and this is not a joke. It's on so Pornhub? It was on Pornhub. Oh, my God. So, um... We don't review uh, stuff on there. <laughs> Yet? No. <laughs> um... But uh, uh, the the woman who runs the Pornhub uh, Twitter account, she says, Camille, we are trying to find it and remove it with no luck. The whole Pornhub team is frantically uh, looking through big sick videos on Christmas Day. Thanks. He then <laughs> he then says, uh, uh, no, oh no, 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 no! I didn't move. Enjoy Christmas. You've brought joy to many people. You deserve a break. Uh, Edgar Wright then says, "I'm feeling I am feeling for the Pornhub staff who has to watch all the other videos tagged Big Sick on Christmas. Godspeed." That's awesome. And then Camille ends it with, uh, "There are worse ways to spend Christmas, I guess." Oh, so yeah, man. it was fucking. Uh, I thought that was absolutely hilarious. I wanted to share that. No, that um, is pretty good, though. Yeah, it's pretty fucking funny. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's give our recommendations. Uh, Josh, you go first since I did the two other ones. Oh, I absolutely recommend it. If uh, 
you enjoy a nice little, uh, well, you know, like I said, it doesn't really fit into any category. It's not exactly a romantic comedy, but it's not exactly a dramata. It's more like a, a dramatic dramatic comedy romance, but it is a fascinating and insightful look into uh, these people's lives and relationships. And spoiler alert, he ends up marrying her. He It's based on his real life story. He and Emily are married to this day, uh, about five or six years later after she actually got sick. Yeah, so, I'd say the, the biggest differences are that like uh, his, uh, his family didn't, didn't disown him. Yeah, yeah, uh, because they actually show in the end credits they had a Pakistani-style wedding and his parents and brother were in attendance, so that was a cool yeah. thing. But yeah, like he it's never... a good little movie. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. definitely a good two hours of your time spent. Um, I agree. I think this movie is a extremely high recommendation for me. Um, it is a beautifully, beautifully written film that it's also, I mean, everything about it is good. I mean, honestly, if I was to give this a numbered rating, it's a 10 out of 10. Mm. I legitimately see nothing wrong with this film. Absolutely nothing wrong with this film. I have, I try to do a thing in my head where I try to find the negative of a movie. There's nothing wrong with this movie. There really, really isn't. You know, i got to agree, but I didn't find anything at all wrong with this movie either. Um, the acting is top-notch like nobody sucks nobody sucks um i mean you can usually find one bad actor in a film even if it's a bit role everybody was perfect but i also think that everyone was perfect because nobody acted outside of their wheelhouse which is brilliant for a studio to do um but yeah i could not recommend this movie higher honestly if you have amazon prime or you can borrow amazon prime from a friend or you have a Pornhub account go watch this movie Absolutely go watch this movie. It is. I don't want to say that like, oh, it's good because I cried because I cry pretty easily at stupid shit. Like I watched a video this morning. I'm not going to get into that video. I'll tell you. I'll tell you after the podcast, Josh. Um, Spoiler but... alert. It was an AT&T commercial when he got in the feels. Don't tell them yet. <laughs> uh, no. uh, I don't know. But, I'm just kidding. Uh, I know. <laughs> uh, anyway. High recommendation. Couldn't I couldn't love it more. Uh, so definitely go check out The Big Sick. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this podcast. Next week, we are going to be discussing the show Dark and a show called Worm- Wormwood. Uh, I think Dark is 13 episodes, but Wor- I know Wormwood is six. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if you want to follow along with us, definitely check out... Oh, uh, Dark is, is 10 episodes. But both shows are brand spanking new. Uh, and they look interesting, to say the least. But um, I figure they're not they're not super, like, labor, or not labor, but uh, heavy shows. You know, ten episodes and then six episodes. Not that not that difficult to get through. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, again, you can follow me on Twitter at ChubRockGeek. You can follow this podcast at AllQueuedUp. You follow Mission Start at Mission Start. What what are my notes? I have notes and I'm just I don't have them up. I thought I'm me. a dumbass, Josh. <laughs> Josh, where can they follow you again on the internet? Uh, well, they can find me at at nsubanor1976 on Twitter, and uh, I have a Twitch account, Twitch.tv/nsubanor76. Just take out the one nine, and you're there. There you uh, go. I actually am going to stream again. Uh, I've taken some time off because December, uh, the holidays have been really, really busy for me. And I've been in the process of doing several big projects. But, you know, I do a variety of things on my channel. I do some gaming and I do model building and miniature painting. And I got lots of that kind of stuff for Christmas. So I definitely, as soon as I get my big project out of the way, that's what I'll be focusing on on my Twitch channel. So you can come and hang out with me there. There you go. Um, uh, as for Mission Start Podcast, which this is still being uploaded to, uh, Josh and I are, are in the process of making this more our show. Um, as you may have noticed, we've got the (laughs) new, uh, the look here. Um, I love the new look, but we're also working on a new intro. 
that I think you guys will enjoy. It'll be a surprise by the time it gets here, but we're we're both very excited about making it. Um, I have two more shows on, on Half Empty Energy Tank, uh, so if you'd like to come and hang out on those, I know this is be, being uploaded on Friday. Well, so it'll probably be, be uploaded tonight, actually. Oh, uh, there you go. So. But anyway, if you watch this before the 29th, <laughs> um, I will... Uh, That'll be my last Saturday stream, and then the following Monday will be my last stream altogether on the Half Empty Energy Tank channel. So definitely come by and say hi if you're interested. If not, I totally understand. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at ChubRockGeek. Um, but, uh, yeah, our Twitter accounts at all queued up. Sorry, sorry, let me rephrase that. At queued up podcast um, are the locations in which you can recommend shows. Again, guys... Thank you so much for watching, and we will see you next time. Take care, everybody.